So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. episode 31. My name is Chris Killingsworth. Joining me as always is my co-host Carter Lupel. What's going on, Carter? How's it going, Chris? It goes, my friend. It goes. Thomas Williams in Toronto. How are you? In Toronto, live and reporting from Toronto. It is going here as well. Awesome. It is going not as well as it can. I heard that William Nylander was in your basement. Can you confirm or deny? Uh, I'm going to deny to protect my identity and protect his safety. Okay, thank you. Thomas has got like a clockwork orange thing going on with <laughs> pupils <laughs> or his like lids are yeah. taped open staring at that painting in his background. No, just staring at his own entries. Thomas oh. would be like, sigh, sigh, sigh. <laughs> so, well, a movie reference I get, oh my God. You've seen Clockwork Orange? Yeah, Vidi, well, the first half. Vidi, so Vidi, well. Yeah, the first, first half, half is all you need to see, buddy. The second half of that movie kind of sucks. Rest. Why? Why weren't you allowed to see Clockwork Orange? There's no footy in the second half. Huh? Why couldn't you watch the second half? I just got bored. Yeah. I do that with movies. I've seen the first half of... Uh, oh, what was I thinking? This morning on my way to school. To school, not to work. But you treat it kind of like school because you don't really do anything when you're there. Yeah, All you do is write Wings Nation stuff. <laughs> hey. My boss probably listens. Um, what was I saying? You're talking about yeah, how you've only movie, seen half of certain movies. There's a movie that I movies. saw like the first half of, and I'd forget. Shrek what it is. 2. <laughs> Shrek 2 on <laughs> No, no, uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Oh, I saw dude, the first half. Pulp, fiction, Pulp Fiction you have to watch like, from beginning to end. But I was like, this is too long. As far as Clockwork Orange goes, I could see why you wouldn't want to watch the, the second, second half, because yeah. the second half's kind of boring, but... Anyways, um, we're going to get back to the ultraviolence, if that's okay with you guys. Oh, nice. nice reference. Oh, not so yeah. bad. Okay. Um, you didn't see the second half. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're a little over it right now because we recorded for 40 minutes uh, and we got into all the hot topics, but uh, Thomas didn't turn his microphone on. So, anyways, uh, shame. Yeah, big shame. But that, yeah, I feel it. I no, sounded the most hockey savvy I've ever sounded the on that most episode. Savvy ever. So that's why we had. That's why I, I actually was recording. I, I was like, people can't hear Carter. Like, yeah, people they, can't, they know can't know that Carter's he knows smart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yo, so let, let's get into it a little bit here. Um, we're gonna talk about the Nylander stuff, but I'm gonna need some time to like redevelop my argument because we had just finished talking about it but didn't record it. So let's get into the all the crazy stuff that's going on right now in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, 
where do you guys want to get started? Like that shit with Ron Hextall is pretty crazy. And then their assistant GM got fired today as well. Yeah. Um, a couple coaches. Yeah, a couple people as well. So it's still random, just a couple coaches. Yeah, but you know, maybe I, I was just reading. Pick off, just like. What's that? Just like picking off, just like oh you, and then like. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just the start of something bigger, I think. Well, it's crazy because they lost that game 6 nothing, yeah. And then I remember being like, holy fuck, something bad's going to happen. I just had a feeling. You know when a team gets, like, just blown out so significantly yeah. that it will end up in these, like, major moves happening? Well, so I know you're not the biggest football fan, but it's a very football move. Oh, okay. Like, if you think of... I thought, like, the football move was just, like, powerbombing, like, other fans and deflaming tables. <laughs> no, that's the Bills Mafia Oh, move. sorry, yeah, Bills but Mafia. But funny <laughs> you should mention the Bills because that's who I was going after. Okay, see? Good so, segue. Rex I got a fist fight, too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You just <laughs> okay, got a bus for, for 45 minutes out to New Era and then... But, um, no, so if you think of Rex Ryan and how he... He basically did so much for the Bills for so many years. And then they had that one season, three seasons ago, where it was just, like, fucking terrible. And it wasn't anything beyond his control. Yeah. It was just how how the cards fell. And at the end of the season, they let go of him. And they dished Tyrod at the end of that season. And it was like, well, like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, you're getting rid of your two basically, like, pivotal, like pieces in the organization and yeah so i think that's what philly's kind of doing is that like they're just willing like, to a one in 15 season is like losing a 6-0 game in the nhl like yeah that's the well and by all accounts too it sounded like the ownership team there in philadelphia was just very frustrated with the fact that you know the the quote on pro quote unquote process wasn't moving fast enough yeah um and i mean oh oh I wasn't expecting that. So Thank you. D- digging into some more, uh, the Green Bastard IPAs. Okay. Oh. From parts unknown. Love it. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just like, it's crazy because yes, they haven't been successful, but like, if you look at that top line last year, like Voracek basically like crushing it last year, Giroux coming back out again, even though like things had changed a little bit with where he was playing oh, in the I lineup. Love seeing him on the wing though. Yeah, it, like and that mm-hmm. shit was exciting to watch and he's playing with Couturier and yeah. like things things have been going good there. And like they have arguably the best prospect system in the in the entire league. If not uh, the best, but like probably top three, wouldn't you say Thomas? Yeah. Like <laughs> Morgan Frost and Carter Hart of course and uh, it just seemed yeah, but what about like their back end? Like a lot of those guys that were like, like not, prolific not, like, defense. Sam Marine's shit. Uh, 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 okay. And then Travis Sanheim's all right. Oh, all right might be a fucking little bit. They're, of a they're not like they didn't live up to their potential. Yeah. Okay, but they're not first round guys. They're like okay. What about? You could also buy those at free agents. What about Robert Hag? Robert Hag's good. I like him. Gudis is really good. I just feel like. Like, the Ron Hextall thing seemed a bit disingenuous for, like... It's not like he was someone who just, like, came and went in the organization. No, he was there for a long time. I think he had an impact, and I think by all accounts, because we don't know this, but from what we've been told, he was just, like, trying to get the ownership group there to understand that it was going to be a process and that it was going to be patient. Yeah, and I know for them to, like, basically release, like, a three-sentence, like, press release... Yeah. ...on, like, oh, we don't... 
we're not aligned to how Ron Hextall thinks. Thank you for your time. We'll see you later. Like, yeah, well, and I'm surprised that they didn't move Hackstall first. Like, yeah. I'm surprised Hackstall didn't yeah. get canned, and then so Hackstall what, had, like, one bullet left, and that was for him. Um, yeah. Because well, we... I was... Sorry, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Thomas. Well, I was just reading some stuff that the people that they fired um, was, like, specifically Hextall's guys. Yeah. Right. Like, they hired, like, that certain coach and, like, those other assistant GMs and stuff they're specifically Hextall guys so they're just like completely wiping the table clean but wasn't uh, Hextall a Hextall guy too yeah but I guess he grew he on just like Holmgren or something yeah they're I like you know. know what buddy your name's too close to the guy we just fired it's so you're fucking <laughs> out of here it's too weird but, but wait, you took me on two weeks so, ago so speaking <laughs> of the whole process thing to another Philly team the Sixers oh yeah we're, so Sam Hink we're just relating it to all this yeah I was gonna say that my favorite thing about Hosers is how we've now become a like you know, we are podcast. a hockey podcast. We're but basically we're, TSN official right now. Yeah, so yeah. like Carter and fucking Thomas are going to talk about well, sports that Chris doesn't know Sam, about. So, <laughs> so it's Sam, Sam Hinkie got worked through the whole the process. Like he like coined that term, um, and did all that stuff. Did the tanking? Did the trading for next year's picks to get whatever trading prospects? All that stuff. Um, and then he got fired pretty much the season before they actually got good. Right. Yeah. Because they, they grew tired of him. And then they got, uh, I'm forgetting his name, the burner guy. The Allen Iverson? No. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, I'm forgetting his name, the ex-Raptors GM that just had the burner Twitter account. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Out. I don't know the um, name. I don't know who you're talking about. Brian though. Colangelo, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Colangelo. Yeah, yeah. That's his name. Colangelo. Yeah. Uh, and then got hired him, and then now... And then it was all fine. And I just feel like if Philly had some goaltending, that like we wouldn't even be in this conversation. No. Yeah. Like if they could stop the puck and like Brian Elliott, not a great goalie. You know, Peter Mrazek doesn't play for them anymore, but he played there for a while. Not a great goalie. Alex Lyon, not a yeah. great goalie. Oh, I'm surprised. Anthony Stallers, I like him a little <laughs> bit, but not a great like. Do you know what I mean? Like and Carter Hart has by all accounts had some difficulty playing for Lehigh Valley in his first year in the AHL and he's not ready yet so like Hextall's just saying like okay let's give it a little bit more time let's see where things land with Hart and then maybe we call him up at the end of the season to play for a few games here and there but I just feel like if they had had goaltending the goaltending is yeah. their problem Ron Hextall was not their problem I yeah I'm, I'm surprised Gritty couldn't keep his poor parents from divorcing yeah it's yeah. sad it is sad well, for sure who like, do you sorry go ahead Thomas well I was just saying like if they knew it's crazy because some of these teams like goaltending has been their problem for like a decade now. yeah like the Flyers the Flames St. Louis Hurricanes St. Louis yeah, were like we, we talked about, about last week the Flyers how like was it just me like being pissed off about Flyers goaltending or were we talking about Flyers goaltending a few episodes well last episode we were talking we about, were talking about goaltending uh, and I you know, basically said Jake Allen, like if you see me on the streets, it's yeah. fucking go time. I must have just been mad about Flyers goaltending at work the other day because I was thinking about like when this whole Ron Hextall thing went down. I was like, they just can't get it figured out. Like if they just got goaltending figured out, and and frankly, like if if Carter Hart is this goaltender of the future that everybody expects him to be, then like why not give him like a sh- yeah sure you can be mad at Ron Hextall and like give him a shorter leash I guess, but at the same time like. They need goaltending. Like, 
you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure. Of goaltending in Philadelphia. Sure, and Ron would probably sooner strap the fucking pads on and get in the (laughs) net himself if it meant that he wasn't going to get fired. He played that that kick style hybrid game, and yeah. (laughs) <laughs> He'd be so bad in today's NHL, but <laughs> like, stick. anyways, legs together. Yeah. I don't want to like go that, on like, and hunching on. over the like. <laughs> he had that weird glove down by his ankles. Never <laughs> going down for a butterfly. But anyways, I don't want to go on for it. Like I don't want to go on and on about it for too too long. Another, another goalie episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just disheartening, man. Because like I think the Flyers have like some really nice pieces in their lineup, and I think like the younger players on their team. Like are are great. Like I like Nolan Patrick. I like Travis Konechny. Um, like their back end and the prospects that they still have. Although it may not be the same prospect firm that they had years ago, I still think that you know they have guys coming. Like I like Isaac Ratcliffe. I really yeah. like Morgan Frost. Obviously, even, like even I think that like, they've got guys coming, but we're just not at a place yet where I just didn't think that we were at the point where we had to fucking fire Ron Hextall. I don't no. know. That's just I, where I'm well, at. Yeah, an institution. Think, yeah, like I agree. I think it's a little early, but like, also the Flyers still have like a good future because you have Provorov and Gosses Bear, which are both. I think Provorov's 21, 22. Yeah. Gosses Bear's 23, 24. I think. Like, I think he's 24, 25. Oh. I know he's under 25. Um, but yeah, so like, there's still so many of these guys that are young. Um, so it doesn't really like it's. Like, if they trade Giroux, if they trade Simmons, if they trade Voracek, then they pretty much are set, setting that reset button, and they could get a huge package for the three of those guys. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. though, Giroux's the only glue right now. Like, so I'm... But if they just go full full tank, trade those three guys... Yeah, so then, I, I'm divided, because I I really appreciate when, like, teams can go full, full on like that, and basically, like, clear all of their old world... Yeah, like pieces and actually do like a fresh start, but I, I just don't, don't think it's going to happen though because no. if the whole reason that Hextall is out is because the ownership is impatient See, for them Hextall to win, Hextall would have done that. Hextall would have traded those guys. Hundred percent. If fighting. it meant, yeah. if it meant, like, but that's the thing. Like, I like Wayne Simmons, but they already have Wayne Simmons. His name yeah. is JVR. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> like. They've already committed long-term to JVR, and yeah. essentially Wayne Simmons, although JVR is not, like, as gritty, I guess, as Wayne Simmons is, and maybe that's what they're Hey-o. looking for, for, like, the type of market that yeah. they're in where they need, like, a rough-and-tumble, like, fucking broad-street bullies type vibe going, and, and maybe they need a guy like that, but there's no fucking way that Hextall would assign Simmons when he's a UFA at the end of this year. Yeah. Like, I just don't no. see it, right? It, and yeah, and maybe that's part of it, that they were just like, you know what? We thought that you were going to do this, and we want the exact opposite. We want to put, you know, butts in seats and go about it that way. But, I don't know, it does, it does feel like the... Uh, the kind of the wind is out of the sails though with Philly because they had all this great stuff going on with Gritty and all of that stuff Oh yeah, going Philadelphia on. was like flying high. It and was then such just, a media hub. Yeah, and they weren't, then they weren't doing well and then like arguably like their number one like legend, yeah, maybe not number one, but definitely up there legend who is the GM for all this time and has, in my opinion, put them in a place where they can be successful if they can find a guy to strap on the pillows and do a good job. I don't know. It's it's just disheartening. I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it other than that. Yeah. So speaking of goalies, sorry. 
You want me to fucking yell yeah, again, don't you? Is this another goalie episode? Dude, bring up Jake Allen. I fucking dare there's, you, buddy. There's one, more, there's one more rumor that kind of is more closer to my heart. I don't know if you guys heard. Oh, the was, rumor that uh, Calvin Pickard may actually end up on the Marlies again? That rumor? Because no, no. he got put on waivers today? That, that Jimmy Howard is going to get traded. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Okay. So now everyone's freaking out because, like, uh, Ken Holland already said that he they want a first-round pick for Jimmy Howard. He's not worth a first-round pick. I think so. I don't know. You think somebody would pay? And then who are they going to put in that? Jared Coral? No, Jared Coral's with the... Uh, they have a bon- Jonathan Bernier. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I've had Jonathan Bernier so fucking far removed yeah, from my head in the last say. five years. I don't even think about uh, it. He's a phantom limb, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm not convinced Mr. he's a real Mr. person. Mandela. Hot wife, um, though, for real. She's pretty hot. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a, that's she's, a rumor. And that's you know, too, around. she's like a little bit older, too. Like a little bit older than Jonathan is. Oh. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of... She's, a, she's a cradle robber. Well, I mean... What a, what a dirty dog. She's just like, uh, she's French too, right? So, you know, I'm not going to do the impression. Yeah, it's past your bedtime. Hey, Jonathan, you must come to bed. No, it's 9.30. <laughs> way, way too late for you to be up. You're playing your video games. Get off the Fortnite with Dylan Larkin. That's, it's bedtime. My <laughs> only accent that I do is Borat. I can't. I'm like. <laughs> come to bed. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Borat, a movie, Thomas? Yeah, maybe you've heard of it. No, I've never seen it. Actually? Yeah, I've actually not seen it. Okay, Holy so tomorrow night, Thomas, and we're having boys' night? <laughs> You're watching fucking Borat. Yeah, we're going to patch that. Chris in. We're going to all watch it together. <laughs> yeah, and then Carter will get, uh, you know, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll, we'll spark up a hoolie. What? No, I'm <laughs> not going to smoke weed again. <laughs> yeah, Carter's off that. But, um, yo, so we know that. So yeah, Jimmy Howard's gonna get traded. Oh, yeah. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, I don't care I about Jimmy. Like, do people give a fuck about Jimmy Howard, honestly? Yo, I do. Because he's having a great season. Okay, cool. I think you're you're um you're projecting right now. I think that sometimes because you are so invested in the wings that you get like kinda like Stockholm syndrome a little bit. Honestly. That yeah, I feel and Nylander is so like on your nervous system right now you're worrying about things that you shouldn't be worrying about right like i'm really like i'm on i'm on the hockey edge here we go here's the deal (laughs) i'm gonna make if jimmy howard gets traded for a first round pick or sorry like a first round pick's coming back the other way i'm gonna buy you a steak dinner or like a good prospect like the rumor was jordan cairo absolutely not Absolutely. That was not. a rumor. Or, or Daniel Sprong or Kalen Addison. Okay, here here's a Penguins. goaltender that I'd be excited to see move, who I think needs to move at some point or another. And that is Crawford. No, Crawford's too good. I think he'll end up going at some point though. Who are they I think at some point. Play fucking go- Gustav Forsling or whatever. Uh, Gustav Forsling is a player who is not a goalie, number one. No, wasn't there? You're thinking of Anton Forsberg. Yeah. Okay. Gustav Forsling. Oh, the defenseman? Yeah, yeah. put him in there. Yeah, he's great in the pipes. Yeah. He's... They're just playing posts. Like, it's not hockey anymore. It's just posts. They just flip, turn the net around. You have to bounce it off the boards to get it in. Yeah, I don't There's know, man. There's nothing in the rules about that. I don't know. I do think, like, are there any backup goaltenders right now that you could see, like, 
doing well in the right position. I guess for me, the the next thing that like the the Cam Talbot, the yeah, Toronto, you know, the guy who I think about was is doing that. He's actually yeah. For me, UC Saros. Oh, UC Saros is like guarantee. I don't see him as a backup anymore. No, I know, but, like, you wonder if, like, they just re-signed Pekka for two years, right? I think it's just, like, confidence. But, like, do you think he'll literally sit there for another two years? No, I think Pekka will just play less, and he'll be the backup. Yeah. Do you think, like, a 30... How old is Pekka? Like, 38? He's yeah. He's fucking old. I wonder what they'll do. Yeah, that'll he's be interesting. He's fire, but I guess... He's, he's good, but he's not going to be good forever. So no, you might as well keep him, like... And, like do you think they're little... going to slowly transition him out, or do you think it's going to be a hard stop? I think it'll be slow. It's okay. only two more years. It's not like Flurry. Flurry's yeah. getting fucking overpaid. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, that's another guy, Malcolm Subban. Like, if he could go somewhere else and do well. I don't, I don't well. think he's that good. Oh, okay, well, you think fucking Jimmy <laughs> Howard's good, so fuck you. <laughs> the numbers say Jimmy Howard's good. Right now. The numbers. No, and has been. Not last year he wasn't any good. He was, he was fucking garbage last year. Yeah, he was. <laughs> okay. I think when we See, talk about projecting goal, I, I think when we talk about goalies we start to like, get really mad at each other. I don't well, like those goalies this. Goalies are weird. Yeah. I still I still hold... relationship. Anytime we bring up goalies, it's just like Thomas and I getting mad at each I still, other. I still I still hold the opinion that like only a couple goalies actually matter. Right. I agree with you on that. We're like it's Lunquist, Luongo. And John Gibson and, and Carey Price's and, contract three years Freddie from now. Anderson right now. Frederick, yeah. he's banned. That's one thing Thomas that I'll always hate about you is your your love for Luongo. Luongo's so good. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah he's a he's definitely he, he's a Hall totally of a Hall of Famer. But I you know who is in a Hall of Famer? Lundqvist. That did you see that? I did. I know it was Should like real, real spicy. Yeah. Just this is the last thing on. Okay, on okay. we're banning goalies afterwards. Okay, you know what? Next week, no goalies at all. I don't even care. But we if, will like, talk about goalies Freddie right now. Anderson's traded. No goalies. So somebody, Jason York, on uh, so Sportsnet has this thing now called ice surfing. Yeah. And it's uh, Jeff Merrick, Jason York, and Steve Dangle, and they basically surf through all the games and they broadcast it on Twitter. It's basically so, red zone, NFL red zone. Yeah, it's like NFL yeah. Red Zone. Yeah, because fuck, I know a lot about the NFL, so I definitely get that reference. Yeah, Red Zone. Red Zone. For sure, it's like Red Zone. <laughs> got Doug Flutie on there talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Pinball. Uh, I was Good wearing my pinball. Pinball I was wearing my Flutie jersey today, cleaning the bathroom. So, anyways, they're talking about goalies that are, like, first ballot Hall of Famers, and Jason York is, like, more or less, I don't want to, like, misquote the guy, but his argument was that, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, that, like, Lundqvist, in his opinion, isn't a Hall of Famer. He's in the class of really good. Or, is that what he said, Thomas? Hall of really good? You guys keep talking. Yeah, we should what, probably... What kind of hardware does Lundqvist have, though? Like, that's what they kind of base But that's it on. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, he's saying that, like, in the regular here, season, no. he's been dominant, but he's having challenges in the postseason because New York, except aside from the year that they went to the finals against yeah. L.A. and lost... That they haven't really done too, too much. Do you want to just play it, Thomas? Yeah, it's like two minutes and we long, can... but we'll just get to it. Yorkie, what do you think? I would go with all of the above in that one. Well, if you're doing the Hall of Very Good, I would. So hall... who wouldn't you put oh, it? Oh, boy. Guy? <laughs> it's a Hall of Very Good. Like, if you're doing the Hall of Very Good-looking guys, I'd put Lundquist in. So you're not going to put Henrik Lundquist in based on what? It's what? certainly not the body of work, but go ahead. Try to make the case. How's he been in the playoffs? <laughs> 
Uh, goaltending is a very specific position. You stop pucks, you don't join the rush. You next. and I talked about the most important player in the playoffs. Yeah. That is the difference between winning and losing. I'm talking about Corey Crawford. I'm talking about Jonathan Quick. I'll even throw Braden Holtby in there. I'll even throw Matt Murray in there. Over Henrik Lundqvist. Are what you not familiar you with done? the career save percentage and what he has done for that team? I, and continues to do so in a rebuilding year. His shooting a, percentage is terrible, though. There is, there is a humongous difference between pressure in the playoffs and yeah. pressure in the regular season. I like the guys that do it in the playoffs. And I don't think you have to have a cup to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'd put Corey Crawford in before I put Henry Lundqvist in. Oh, my fucking oh, God. I didn't hear that part. Okay, so is that it? Yeah, that's it. No, he had to turn it off. And for good reason. So if you think of like the pressures being different between the regular season and the playoffs, remember the year when the Pens won the cup? Which and time they've won a few times? No. 2009? I, was it 2014 or 2009 where Flurry didn't play a, like, a single game? The... 2015 Whichever was he... when Flurry started and then Matt Murray had to take off middle, take over middle of the first round. Yeah, so if we think of like the pressures between regular season and playoffs, like Matt Murray carried them to that Stanley Cup. There's right. no arguing it. But Flurry, what he did is he laid the groundwork throughout that whole season to basically secure them that spot. Because you got to get to the playoffs. you got to get to the, the playoffs. Absolutely, and especially if you're a team on the cusp, there's a huge pressure on that, that person between the pipes to be like, okay, we're a team right now that is basically living paycheck to paycheck. Like, game to game, we're like, okay, am I going to the playoffs? Am I not going to the playoffs? Yeah. There's such an enormous... Like, when you get to the playoffs, you know it's game time. I need a fucking win. Yeah, but when, I see it. So, I just feel like, like when I think of Lundqvist, I think of a guy who is very like hot and cold, like a lot of goalies. There's periods of time where he's dominant. There's periods of time where he's inconsistent. I feel like he has been lucky to have guys backing him up in the sense yeah. that he, as, as long as I can remember, Thomas, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's always had a great supporting cast of backup goaltenders behind him, whether that was Cam Talbot, whether yeah. that was Antti Ranta, so on, so Who forth. Who was the oh, early 2000s Rangers backup goalie where he stayed there for like five years? I don't know. When I think of I Rangers know. goaltender, I think of Mike Richter or Lundqvist. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. But see, Lundqvist was one of those people who were like, they helped change the game of goaltending. Yeah, like, yeah, like I think he, he was the one who's. But he might the, get into the Hall of Fame without any hardware, like a yeah. Cup. I mean, and he should. Absolutely. I think that's what's going to happen because he's in his late thirties now. I see him being a guy who plays his entire career with one team, and he's going to do like, you know, like the honorable Swedish thing, like the Sedins have done. And I was going to say Sundin, but Sundin did that thing where he went to Vancouver for a minute there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, the, the, uh, and he played for the Nordiques to start his career. That so. picture of Thomas in that Sundin jersey. That that <laughs> point is is mute. But you guys get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like, he's this honorable guy. He's you know good good character guy. He's gonna end up basically going down with the ship with the Rangers, who yeah. are you know kind of up and down the last little while as well. So I don't, I don't know. I just I feel like I get what what Jason York is saying, and and I think that there's merit in the idea that a guy has to like show up when it's expected for him to show up 
Um, but he's also like carried New York through the dark years. Like, well, and I don't think we're having this conversation if they win the cup against LA that year. No, like we're not. Like this conversation is yeah. over. Like he's first ballot guy. What do you think, Thomas? I think he should be a first ballot guy no matter what. Because like if. Yeah, I don't, he changed I don't the think game the face of goaltending. Change. Like, he was yeah. there through the transition. And sure, if, if you want to say... I hate the whole, the Hall of Very Good thing. It's like, you don't... You understand what, like, history the Hall of Fame does. They let players in of a certain caliber. You don't have to be a superstar to get into. You could be a Dale... You could be, like, an Andertuck. You could be a... Uh, I don't know. A Brian Leach, like you could be that kind of guy. We're really beating up the Rangers. Sorry, I, know, fuck. I know, uh, but you could be, be that kind of guy. Redsky. You could, you yeah, could just, you, you just have fucking... to be around a lot. And like by that definition, Lunkus is already in, without even looking yeah. at his numbers. And then you see, so there's a good stat that I like uh, for goalies. It's goals saved above average. I kind of look at it just to get a sense of their year. It's like a very basic, like. Um, just basically how many goals... We went over this the previous episode. It's literally in the name. Lundqvist has only had one year where he was a negative. And most goalies are oh, still... You're an, you're an internet guy's on a smoke break, Thomas. You're cutting oh, out. God, <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, can hear okay. you. So there's only... With that stat, the goal saved above average, Lundqvist's only year that he was a negative was 2016-17. Right. Yeah. And before that, his lowest save percentage was a 9... Oh wait, nine, twelve, whatever. Um, <laughs> he, he's basically, I'm just talking about like innovation for the game. Yeah, like Lundqvist was, yeah. the, if you think of the goalie stick, the goalie stick didn't change for years. Then Lundqvist was the first person to start doing cutouts on the goalie stick, where like the your fingers, like the cutout on the goalie stick, the fingers was lower than the thumb to give you more dexterity and. Oh, I didn't even know yeah, that. So like Lundqvist was one of the first people to start like altering his equipment to make it more efficient for goal goaltenders. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember what it's called, but like when things are made for a specific hand, like right-handed or left-handed mm-hmm. goal stick used to just have like a left-hand curve or a right-hand curve. Right. But they never used to have, like, if you look at the top of the paddle, they never used to have like an indentation in one of the sides of the top of the paddle. Mm-hmm. Lundqvist was Didn't one of the that. first players who would actually cut down one of his, sides of the stick to like so he could easier get a grasp on his stick and have like that trigger finger on a stick to be more responsive that's crazy i yeah i did not know that and so if you think of innovation on the game and how that helped to adapt goaltending and everything like that like mm-hmm. lungfist was one of those players who was like he was at the forefront he was a pioneer he was frontiering it if you think about like your dream threesome are oh. we talking like lungfist and mike green oh my god or just the lungfist twins you can't tell me this right now in my life. Lundqvist twins. I'd be like, take me, you guys. Oh my God. So I love, and going back to that it. clip, I love how, like, Jeff Merrick throughout the whole thing is like, um, you're a fucking idiot. Not having <laughs> like, any of it. Dude, when he goes, when he says, like, gives him basically the thank you next, yeah. what up, Ariana? Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, Thomas, let's get an update for the Just Man Baby okay. challenge. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Just 
Okay. Um, there is something that has never happened before yet in this challenge. A tie? Yes, there is. Carter's winning. Oh, yeah, a tie. I love ties. But it's between you <laughs> two. Ty Domi? And it's for second. Well, fuck Max Domi. It's between though. us, so Thomas is fucking winning. Yeah, of course. Go on, Thomas. So, uh, so yeah, you guys are tied with 119 wins from your team. Okay. So you have chosen. Should we, like, remind the at? people what this league is every time? Yeah, so what happened? Yeah, yeah, that's true. We do have some new listeners joined. So earlier... But just win, baby, isn't self-explanatory? Yeah, well, well let's yeah. just give a quick okay. little So just win, we, so we, we drafted... I forget what episode it was, but we... Way back. We were drunk season. when we did the episode. Yeah. yeah, free beer from Anomaly. Free beers. Yeah. Um, and we drafted each team. We went in, like, a snake, and then... So we drafted teams one by one, and they're just their wins, only wins, uh, accumulated throughout the season. And whoever gets the most, the other two have to buy a jersey of their choosing. Right. So, and then the bit has kind of been every episode we change what jersey we would want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're in first place with how many points? 128. So I'm beating you guys by nine wins. Yeah, I think we can come back from yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... So what happens, Thomas, if we tie for first? Do you have to buy two jerseys? If tied for first? So if if we both beat <laughs> no. you with an equal amount of wins, do you have to buy us both a to, jersey? Play, we'll figure that out when play, the time uh, comes. Play a game of NHL. Of NHL 19 yeah. and the winner. And hopefully it's oh, not okay. me because I, I'm terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, Carter hasn't played an NHL game since 2008. So, so I was playing NHL uh, Legacy on <laughs> Xbox 360. Love that. So I, I'm i not a video game guy. I was, like, not allowed video games growing up, everything like that. But my brother gave me an Xbox 360 when he got his Xbox One, however long ago that was. And it came with an NHL 14, I think. So NHL 14 is the best one. So, uh, so I played that for four years. And then Chrissy last year got me NHL Legacy for um, for Christmas. Yeah. And so I've been playing Legacy since because it's a blend of, like, all of the other years. But mostly it's 2014. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when Legacy came out. Well, that's what we'll have to do. So that's your update is that Thomas is winning and Carter and I are. total wins. Yeah, okay, by nine nine wins, Thomas. Yeah, but what's going to happen when (laughs) Nylander ends up getting traded to one of the teams that Carter and I have and doesn't play for the Leafs? What will you do then, Thomas? Then I guess I'll just have to cry in a corner. So we (laughs) talked about this. I'll buy a cheap (laughs) Nylander jersey. That's the only good thing that I'll get traded. I'll buy a cheap Leafs Nylander jersey. Straight up, the first thing I'm doing when Nylander gets traded is getting rid of all my Nylander stuff. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Well, Nylander it's stuff just, you uh, I have a jersey. Oh. Oh, two two Nylander jerseys. Oh. I've got a Reebok one and an Adidas one. You know what? You can have them if you want. You'll have to shrink them a little bit because you're like, uh, oh, what, like a youth them. medium, I guess? <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I'm a in the baby gap. <laughs> what are you, Thomas? Like a large or extra large. I wear baggy shirts. Okay, I'm an extra large, yes, so might be able to work for you. So, but yeah, I guess like we should probably talk about the Nylander stuff here. We talked about oh. Nylander for about 40 minutes, but Thomas was so beside himself that he didn't click fucking record. So, um, in a nutshell, um, let's just all share the position that we're in and kind of where we expect things to go. So, uh, do you want to go first, Carter, or do you want me to go first? 
I can go first, I guess. Okay. I'm, like, super simple. I, so, I know, so we spoke about this, and Thomas will allude to it, is that he wants everyone to stay together, and he's a bit mad that... I think mad's one way of putting it. One way of putting it. Let's get the thesaurus out here and pick some other adjectives we could Thomas throw into the mix. Thomas is perturbed that Elliot Friedman said that William Nylander would get traded at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in the camp that, like... Yeah, I think if he gets signed... Thomas also said Elliot Friedman more like Elliot Fartman. Oh, yeah. Elliot... Yeah. That's what he said. He actually said that Nick Kiprio should be the real insider. (laughs) What did you say, Thomas? That we could suck suck your ass? ass. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting in the back of his room. Yeah, he's like... He hates Elliot Friedman. I'm only yelling Um, now. That's... So... And Thomas is a bit upset that Friedman said that if Nylander... Well, upset's one way of putting it. <laughs> if he signs to the Leafs, that he'll get traded at the end of the season. Right. And your perspective is... Why not? Like, I think absolutely that's how all of these holdouts work. Like, one side, whether they're happy or they're not happy or they're satisfied or unsatisfied... The damage way, is done. The damage is done. The pot is soured. There's no way that you can continue on the organization in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And the only rightful way to do it is to trade off that hockey player and basically cut your losses in the most, like, lucrative way possible. And try and get some assets back in the process. Absolutely. Like, if you look at the way that Subban worked out, Mike Pekka worked out, and like you said earlier, that Turris worked out, like... That's how that's how it happens. These guys held out. Everyone got pissed that either they got what they wanted or they didn't get the, what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And everyone that's been kind of carrying their weight until that point yeah. has been shuffled because they've come back in. They've been somewhat um, frustrated and held resentment because they've just been able to walk back in after all of this back and forth. Yeah, um, They've soured the pot. So I think trading is the only... I guess reasonable reasonable way to go about it because everything ends off successfully kind of for both parts. One person gets to go onto a team where they can try and find new success and these players get or this organization gets new players to come in right. and try and find new successes. Right. And then the Leafs get a top four right handed defenseman and a draft pick <laughs> and anyways. Okay, so that's that's yours. Thank you for being you're so concise and just so Intentional with what you had to say. So and Thomas shook his head the whole time. Yeah, Thomas. You guys is, can't see that, but Preston is shaking his head. Yeah, Thomas is time. Thomas is loading a gun so he one can chase you. And I, you're, it's not your turn <laughs> yet. I'm gonna have to sleep with one eye open tonight or, or tomorrow night. Or <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if Carter's on one side of the spectrum, I'm probably like in the middle between Thomas and Carter. Um, you know me, playing Switzerland all the time. Yeah, Thomas is far right. I'm like, like I'm like Nico. I'm like Nico Heischer over here. Um, so for me, like I've said on the podcast before and like all joking aside and being completely serious, this whole process as a Leaf fan has been emotionally and mentally taxing. It's a bad breakup where you don't know the outcome. Right. Exactly. So here we are. Like, are we getting back together? Yeah. Are we not getting back together? Like, am I getting together with number, not getting back together, but you know, I swiped right. Yeah. Can we see other people? Right. Yeah, like, I've been eyeing up this guy on Bumble. He's number 22, and he plays for Carolina. Um, I've been looking at him. (laughs) He's so mad. But, like, I'm kind of... Mad's the way to put it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's one way of putting it. You know what I just saw? It's like... You don't... It's not your turn yet. (laughs) Write it down. So, 
for me, it's like I'm just I'm so over it where it's like if Nylander signs, I'll be like relieved that I'm not refreshing Twitter incessantly every Saturday night (laughs) after NHL headlines to try and find out what's going on. I just I need Saturday to come and go and I need some closure straight the fuck up. Absolutely. And if it means that he gets traded, let's hope for a good return and we can be sour about it. and We can be bummed that the circumstances didn't kind of play out the way that we expected them to. We've already prepared for the worst. 100%. And that's where I'm at. Like, I joke about Brett Pesci and stuff, but, I like, I'm there. Like, that's a reality for me because... We're already in the dirt. We're told that it was going in the right direction, and then Elliot Friedman, who... I don't think we've recorded the part where I said that I'm starting to get a little bit disgruntled with the way that he delivers this information because... He says things and then he like doesn't expect the fucking internet to explode and then I, when it does explode, it to explode, yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah. a tiny bit. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I'm just at the point now where I'm starting to project on Elliot Friedman and like the other insiders where I'm like, "Fuck you, Darren Dreger. You don't know anything." <laughs> and maybe that's true, but like at the same time, like I just want to get over it. Yeah. So Saturday could not come quicker. Whether it's a trade or whether he resigns, I'm like just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I just want this to be to fucking over. I'm yeah. over it. I'm like, so fucking we, over it. Like I said earlier, before like we missed the record button, we've been talking about this since the summertime. Yeah, like, and it, I just it's need ridiculous. something else to think about. Like I'd rather think about like. You know, everything that, like, as far as hockey goes, like, things just aren't right in my world right now. Like, we don't know what's going on with Nylander. The I'm tired Sabres... of saying the word Nylander. Well, yeah, I'm tired of Googling it. <laughs> and the next Nylander I want to read about is the other Nylander getting called up from Rochester and crushing it on the Sabres. I'm over it. I love the American. Anyways, that's all we have uh, as far as time goes today, so we won't be able to I talk about it. I swear to fucking God. You motherfuckers. Okay, I'll Okay, thank you, everyone. This has been Hosers. <laughs> Yo, Thomas, Carter and I will not interrupt you until you say that we can talk to pay you the same respect you paid us. Okay. So Carter and I aren't going to talk. Yeah, I'm going to go pee. Okay. So you can oh, no. say okay, what you need well. to say. Um, I'm listening. Okay, so I have... It's very concise, very short. So all I have to say is that why not keep them together? And if it's worried about economics and keeping the cap dollars straight, then trade Zaitsev, attach a second round pick to him, trade him away, trade Marlowe's last hat, like year. trade Connor Brown for an extra two mil of cap space or an extra mil because you'd be replacing another person with an extra mil, whatever. Right. And move all these little pieces so that you could fit so that you these can, guys. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted. I said I wasn't going That's to. Okay. My bad. So you could fit these guys like Nylander and everything. And the numbers can work. And if you have a complaint about the numbers and you said, oh, they can't pay all four guys, then you could fucking DM me and I'll yell at you for like half an hour. So all <laughs> I have to do is say one thing about this whole Nylander thing and one thing about the trade rumors and what Elliot Friedman. And it's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm working on fine. I'm upset. That's it. I'm tired. I'm done. So that's what you were queuing up while Carter and I were talking. Yeah, I was trying okay. to. It's supposed to be funnier than it was.
No, no, no. I like okay. it. You're upset. I'm upset. He queued up the song I'm Upset by Drake and played it into the microphone. Oh, I hate Drake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. So that's where we've landed. Go You're upset. No, no, no. It's all you, buddy. I got to drive home. Um, we are, yeah, we're, like, just at a point now where we're, like, fuck it. Like, we're upset collectively as a group. Yeah, just do something. We just need to do something. Oh, you got beer all over oh your computer. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the next thing that we're going to... I spent the whole Diet Coke on this thing before. Yeah, of course you did. It's your work computer. Who cares? Uh, That's my personal. We haven't talked... Is it? We haven't, yeah. Oh, fuck. We haven't talked about the trade. Yeah, we should talk about the trade. So, uh, on the topic of the Leafs, we saw... Uh, Andrew Nielsen oh get traded God. yesterday to <laughs> Calgary. Do the same for... joke. <laughs> well, if you just clicked the record button the fucking first time, we wouldn't be recycling yeah, material. We had such good material. The first, it was so natural. It was so raw <laughs> it's so and real. But, like, okay, yeah, let's talk about that trade. Morgan Klimchuk's going to be sick, though, on the Marlies. I'm excited. Andrew Nielsen, good riddance, you fucking dumb idiot. <laughs> I hope it's like grandma listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I hope his grandma will slap Why would these boys say those yeah. things about him? He's yeah. just trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, and Grammy Nielsen's like, Andrew, stop fucking going the boys when you... There's a clean hit in your end of the ice. You don't need to fucking fight everybody every time. You don't want to get in a tilly every single time, Andrew. And while you're at it, I always thought that you'd be the first one that get calls up to the Leafs and not that Travis Dermott guy. I'm so fucking over it. Okay, go on. <laughs> so the actual trade. The trade. The, go on. Uh, so Dylan Strome to the Blackhawks with Brandon Perlini. Coming back was Nick Schmaltz to the Coyotes. Um, so what do you guys think? Now I'm hosting. Jones won the trade. Yeah, like there's no way that Arizona doesn't win the trade. So real simple for me, I'll be as concise as I can be, is that... We already pretty well know what Nick Schmaltz is, and I think there is upside with him playing um, in a more defined role as the second-line center in Arizona. Um, I think that he's going to excel there. I think Schmaltz can play the speed that Arizona wants them to play, and I think that um, you know whether he plays as a winger or whether he plays on Galchenyuk's line, I think he played on Galchenyuk's line last night. Um, they wanted a fast, more concise player and I think when you look it went back the other way um, I was uh, you know pretty disappointed with the curve that we've seen like learning curve but also just the performance that we've seen from Dylan Strome it's been super underwhelming Um, I just think it's disappointing because you know he had this like pedigree third overall pick like I was thinking that he might end up you know, dressing for the Maple Leafs before they selected Mitch Marner, there was a very real possibility he could have been on the Leafs had things okay. went a different way here. Yeah. And it's it's just disappointing. Like, yes, the sample size of his games in the NHL haven't been great, but I think at the end of the day, you can't teach skating no. when you're 21, 22 years old. I think at that point, you've either figured it out or you haven't figured it out. And he doesn't think fast enough and he doesn't move fast enough from what we've seen and that's the question between like conditioning and weaning like well I don't even know if it's yeah conditioning is part of it but I feel like he's in pretty good shape I just feel like he and his brothers are not great skaters well that so that was so there's a big argument in hockey 
the hockey world, sorry, about, like, conditioning versus weaning. Like, you can condition a player all you want to be a specific thing, but if they weren't weaned to be brought up in that specific thing, right. you can't condition them condition right. them to be that way. You can get, like, they're not, they're just at some point not going to get it. Yeah. Right. And so, so it's, like, wasted time almost. And so that's basically Stroman is skating. Yeah. Okay. I, and I think that that's always going to be his weakness. Um, I, I don't know. I think some people but still think that Strom has upside, but no, as far as... huge weakness. That's like trying to drive a car without tires. <laughs> like, it's, Yeah. So, like, if you look at the NHL and the, like... I've been arguing on this podcast, old NHL versus new NHL. Yeah. Like, old NHL had bruisers. You had people protecting people, fighting, like, huge hits. Yeah. New NHL is a very European style of hockey game because all these players went across the pond, learned that European style, and brought it back to North America. Well, it's all skill and speed. And and so if you don't have the speed or the way to, like, move laterally... Well, I, think, or like, I think Strom has the skill. I just don't think he moves as fast as... So... You know, you can be technically as impressive as you want with your hands if yeah. your feet aren't there. Like we've seen with some of the players on the team that we even coach. If you have, you can have all the hands in the world, but if you can't move your feet, you're dead in the water. Yeah, and I don't know. I just feel like Schmaltz is more of a complete package, and yeah, we already absolutely. know what he is. Maybe there's still some upside with Dylan Strom, and I think Perlini is going to be like a third third line guy. Maybe he can play a little bit up in your lineup and on the uh, PP. But yeah. what do you think, Thomas? I think I think it was just a good move by the Coyotes because I was thinking like who knows this player like Strom better than Coyotes who spend every single day with him like the Blackhawks. Well, I mean, and all the time he spent in Tucson well, yeah, too, exactly, right? With exactly. some of their so other he's guys in the organization, and everything. So, yeah. like, you might as well trade him now because I was thinking it was like, oh, would it, would they be able to do this same trade like a year from now with like a year of Strom playing for the Coyotes this year? And I honestly don't yeah. think so because the Blackhawks pro- would probably see Strom in the NHL and then right. be like, I don't want that. Like, So I think it's a really smart move on the Killers doing this way earlier when they yeah. could know and probably predict where he's at and move him. And I've always been a like a kind of want more teams to sell these prospects, sell these first-round picks, prospects, way earlier than they're like they're used to yeah because they have that pedigree with them and uh like well and with that pedigree like nick schmaltz is a first or first first round pick pick too but like he already has a season in the nhl under his belt like i'm pretty sure he's played like 70 more games in nhl than strom and he's only a year older so like that's true i think he's already had that so you can know that he has the potential to be that guy Exactly. So I think you're getting more of a short, short thing, and I'd rather take Schmaltz than whatever the potential of Strom to be. Right, and yeah. at this point, we've it's just been disappointing. Yeah. And you know what? The, the saving grace here is that if Strom plays with Debrinket and they are nice. able to like reignite some magic that they had playing junior together for the Erie Otters, maybe I feel differently about it. Oh, you loved the Otters back then. I did. Uh, Travis Dermott played on that team as well. Another guy, Connor McDavid, you may have heard of him. Uh, Mason Marchman (laughs) also played on that team. I was going to say, Chris is... Darren Radish. Even though we grew up in Barry. Even though we grew up in Barry, Chris has always loved the Otters. Just because they had the sickest unis, that's why. But anyways... They're they're the Barry uniforms. Yeah, they are pretty much the Barry unis. That's You're probably just like I a like creature of habit. You're like, I love, I love primary colors. <laughs> it's all yeah, primary colors only. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because like I said, there, there was a period of time where I was like convinced that the player I was seeing in front of me 
Dylan Strome was going to play for the Maple Leafs one yeah, day. I guess and so. it just didn't end up happening, and I'm kind of glad it didn't because, you know, that guy Mitch Marner is pretty good, okay. eh? Yeah, he's not too bad. Um, anyways. He's starting to grow into his man body. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all pretty good that way. So uh, as we wrap up here, Thomas, two things. One, mailbag? do we have anything in the mailbag yeah, right now? Yeah, we do. Are we going to do Let's, our uh, new segment? We are. We're going to do that okay, last before last. we exit. Okay. Sorry, I mean so, whatever segment. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get in the mailbag. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Suck it for now. Woo. Sorry, it's got to load. Twitter's being Okay, Justin, well. you had like two jobs. One was to push record. Okay. Two, okay, guys. two is to do the mailbag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this is from Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm just looking. For, you want? You know what we should do? Yeah. We should have like a, a you and I do it. Not to, Thomas can't be a part of it because he's the one who gets the questions. Like, what do you think Rams asked this so week? You, um, you yeah, go first. You um, whose dick is X big? <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Uh, that's close. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, my guess realm. would be You're in the same mindset. Can you give us the team that it it's relates the whole to? NHL. Calgary. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so it's either flames or it's whose dig is X big. Like that's my. Yeah. Okay. So the question is. Oh shit! Sorry, I'm just watching. What? The, I'm watching the flames right now. Dave Richards like throwing a temper tantrum. Dave. Oh, we agreed that we were gonna call him Davy. Sorry, Davy. Davy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so Rams asked this week, who's got a who's got a bigger boner? Davy Davy Redditch or Tyler Parsons? Oh my god, that's like a little boy. So her question is: This might get me fired. <laughs> her question is: Who in the NHL do you think eats ass? No, oh, that's cool. Uh, probably not Jamie Ben. Yeah, no, probably not. Because we know that. Or Jordy Ben. They're both so wholesome. Yeah. Right. Who in the NHL eats ass? Uh, <laughs> I knew Mikey, it was going to be Mikey a, Green for sure. Yeah, Mike oh, Green yeah. eats ass oh for God. sure. Absolutely. Um, and all these new wave hockey players like Matthews, Marner. I don't want to talk about the Leafs eating ass, but <laughs> yeah, Matthews definitely. He's he's from Arizona. He eats ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's the, that's the, you know who I that's think. That's the title of know, the episode. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's from Arizona. He eats yeah. us. Because <laughs> uh, I know uh, all of our uh, our Massachusetts listeners will love this. I think David Pasternak eats oh, ass. Jack oh, I don't know. Jack if he can't I afford tape, not. he's not sophisticated enough to eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think... Uh, that would be my answer. It'd be David Pasternak eats ass. That's a cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> um... Just to like kind of pander to our our uh, Massachusetts listeners. <laughs> no, I think um, you think Marshawn with that big licking tongue. Oh yeah, Marshawn eats. Nah, maybe not though. Maybe, maybe he's, he's just like not. Yeah, he's a selfish yeah, lover. Selfish. Uh, I, I don't. They pee there, so I don't pull him out there. That's they pee out of their ass. he just doesn't go there in general. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. That's oh what the God. caption, the name of the episode is going to be called. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Brad Marshawn, <laughs> forget it. Okay, go ahead, Tom. I think Radko Gudis eats ass. I don't know if I'd like to be the receiving end of that with that. But he like greasy beard that he's got. He like punches it too. 
Oh, oh, are we going to talk about fisting again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was editing <laughs> when I was editing the last episode, when you guys were talking about ham fisting, I was honestly dying of laughter. It was so funny. Yeah, for sure, just something called fisting. Like, <laughs> okay. Again, we're going to get taken off. We have no hope of ever getting on Spotify. <laughs> oh God, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, okay, what's the next question? The next Hopefully, question. that satisfies Rams like pervy tendencies, but I love oh, yeah. it. So YOLO. Okay. Um, so we got a Sorry, my Mike Green one was just, I want him to eat my ass. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tongue punch your fart box. I think that's what the kids call it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely what the kids call yeah. it. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, this is from Casey. Oh, did we get a confirmation on yes. this? Yeah, I she hope she DMs she you and she's just she, like, you guys are fucking it's morons. Casey, you fucking idiots. <laughs> it is Casey, right? Yeah, Not yeah, Case. Is, yeah. I fucking told I'm you guys. I hope she was like, yeah, Chris was right, and you're you can't fucking yeah, read. Um, what did she? What did she so say? The question is, who's going to be the most expensive UFA next year, next summer? UFA or RFA? She put UFA slash RFA, but I think UFA is safer because RFA you could be like. Austin Matthews, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, yeah, let's do UFA. RFA's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, okay, let me just quickly yeah, look it up who the upcoming UFAs are. So off the top yeah, of my head, I think Mark Stone will be. Yeah, Mark Stone yeah. is definitely up there. Uh Panarin. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I think actually yeah, Panarin will probably be the Panarin's most. Panarin's definitely going to be the most. Um, not, not Pavelski, not Skinner. No, I think it's Skinner could shame. be up there too if he keeps scoring every time oh. he touches the puck. Jeff Skinner, I think, Eric could Carlson. look. Yeah, Carlson will be up there too. Do you who do you think? Yeah. Okay, who do you think gets more, Panarin or Carlson? Panarin. Yeah. Nah, no. Nah, I think somebody will. I, I think, think Panarin, like, and I'm not saying Carlson's bad. I just think Panarin is going to, like, there's the recency effect in place. I think Panarin is going to have a better year than Carlson. Yeah. Uh, I think Panarin will get it. Carlson's going to make something of this season, though. Like, he's... He's going to make he's gonna make decent money. I think Bobrovsky, from, like, a goaltender perspective, yeah. could make quite a bit. Uh, Mike Smith is also a UFA, so hopefully they just give him a fucking ham sandwich and they're like, we don't need you. <laughs> Wait. Okay, who do you think will be the most overpaid? do you think um cue back to the top chris um, just like I could someone see... that like has pedigree i loved using that word apparently i could see a guy like wayne simmons getting or overpaid pavelski or pavelski wayne simmons, like could has like just because wayne simmons guy. has got a lot of tough miles on that body yeah, right he's like held like, together it... by like duct tape right and we know that he is has a tendency to play injured um, and all it would take is like a really bad injury, right? But Mark Stone, I think he's going to get paid. I think that's going to be worth it. Um, and I don't know. I, I sometimes worry about a guy like Matt Duchesne too, just because his like yeah. give a fuck meter tends to fluctuate yeah, a little bit. Up. So that if he were to get like root like fucking paid, um, I just want to make sure that the consistency would be there. We just need to remember Duchesne wanting to get traded to play in the playoffs yeah, and then gets not traded, make... traded gets traded to fucking the Canada Senators <laughs> and then not making the playoffs Jesus can we remember that just we will always remember that Carter 
Okay. Thanks for the question, Casey. Sorry that we were mispronouncing your name for the last year every time you've had a question because Thomas can't fucking read. Sorry. I don't know why. Maybe it was the C because it's C-A-Y-C-E. And it sucks because she's your friend and you've been mispronouncing her name this whole time. Okay. Um, She sounds like she needs some friends named Carter and Chris. Yeah. Easy names. (laughs) And just good guys still pronounce her name right. Yeah. We'll call it the C crew. Tri- yeah. Triple C's. Yeah, triple C. Uh, oh, I have a triple C song to play you guys that might be the... I already have an intro this week. Oh, dude. It might be next week. There's though. a triple C song called Yams. Do yeah. you guys know what yams are? Like, like sweet, sweet potatoes? potatoes? No, they're balloons filled with cocaine. Oh, gee. <laughs> and the song's called Yams. And Rick Ross and Triple C and that whole gang is rapping about selling yams. Okay. Carter coming in hot. But Triple C is like the rap group name. Okay, so Casey, Chris, and Carter. I yeah, like Triple it. C selling yams. There you go. <laughs> Next question. Um. Okay. So this I can't is, believe we're getting all these questions. I know it feels good. Oh. Yeah, I know. So this is from another person that asked a question last week. Uh, Hockey goth. Hockey goth. Yeah, of course. Big fan. Uh, so at goalie chance. Uh, since we're a quarter of the way through the season, who has the best top line in the league? Colorado. Uh, Colorado, yeah. Easily. No, no. I don't have... Uh, I don't think they're... I think that is the yeah. right answer. Yeah, McKinnon's line is just unstoppable. Like, Rantanen is just so unbelievable. Let me, let me think, just to be different. Oh, it's Preston, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Never shushed anyone before. <laughs> um, so I'll just throw out some some names. Uh, oh my god. Uh, oh fuck! I have someone. Else. Although I will say that Tavares Mar Tavares Marner Hyman lines looked pretty good, yeah. but I mean, like on paper, they, yeah. they, they should give up the most yeah. goals. Yeah. But that Colorado uh, line is like unstoppable. It's weird though because that's the only line they have. Right. And then yeah. it's well, and like I said, guys, all it took was me you know, having a quick fucking one-on-one with Gabe Landeskog in the summertime, <laughs> and I said like, Gabe, I fucking love you, buddy, but like, you know, you gotta <laughs> perform. You gotta figure it out. <laughs> Did they break up that line? Who? Colorado. I don't think so. Not that I know. I'm just yeah. watching highlights, and they have. McKinnon, Wilson, and Yost on the same line. Travis Yost? Jost, whatever. <laughs> I and know, Jay I'm just fucking with you. Why. I don't In care Swedish. What, maybe it was I like a flavor you're getting, but I'm getting jalapeno. Just <laughs> yeah, jalapeno. That's that's my answer, hockey goth. Um, yeah, Colorado. I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, like I like the Leafs one. Stop thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more Western Conference teams. Oh, you know what else has been a pretty good line this year? Uh, I guess, like, if you look at the way that, like, Marlowe is played with Matthews and Nylander, like, that's looked pretty good. Oh Chris, just, Chris just winked at me Fuck before you. he said that. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I had so many in my Thomas's head. Thomas's vein is just popping from his forehead right now. I think, like, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak yeah. was good before Bergeron They're got okay. injured. Well, they are good. But no one's as, like, consistently, like, tenacious. Like, and, like, I'm line. not trying to think of, like, a fucking hipster answer. Like, my answer is Colorado. Yeah. Okay. One, and I'm not saying... One of my answers, which they've just been performing so well, is yeah. Eichel, Skinner, and Pollenville. 
If you look at the numbers, yeah. there. That's only in the past few weeks, though. Yeah, but Skinner is, like, crushing it. Every time he has it's the fucking the puck, season. he scores a goal. What's his it hasn't been Thomas, the season. It's been the past You month. may not no, have the numbers in front of you, but what's Skinner's shooting percentage right now? It's, like, do you think it's going to regress a little bit? Because Eichel hasn't got a lot of goals, more assists than anything. I'm going to have it in front of me in a second. Guys, I've been watching Mr. D. Like, I've been re-watching it. Yeah, I'm re-watching season... Well, not re-watching. Season 8 is on oh TV right now, and I'm okay. watching it. I so love it. So, he's... I'm on the season right now, season four, where he's telling McKinnon that hockey isn't a career. Oh, my God. to smarten up and go. And McKinnon, like, looks like a little kid. Yeah, and he's like, sir, have you been following my career? <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? And he's talking to, I forget his name, but he played for the Mooseheads, and he went off to play in the 2A and everything. And he was like, I'm going to go to college and play hockey. And he's like, see, that's a smart decision. <laughs> and he never went further than that. Dude, it's funny seeing McKinnon on that show because he, you know who else was on? on that show Mike Camilleri like in one of the first seasons and he gets roasted by the secretary because she likes the Oilers so funny okay Thomas shooting percentage it's it's cinema Thomas yeah I know shooting percentage (laughs) is 23.5 yeah that's gonna regress (laughs) that's not sustainable half yeah half yeah Um, exactly so another couple lines so I'm just going on Corsica hashtag Corsica R.I.P. we miss Um, you Manny yeah, so this line, uh, minimum 200 minutes, so it's, like, very, very top line. So, like, there's only 10 lines in the whole league that have played that much, but it's considered top line, so it's fine. Right. Um, leading by example of expected goals plus and minus, so they're good on both ends of the ice. Mm-hmm. The top line of Philip Deneau, Brandon Gallagher, and Tom Tatar. Cool. Well, that was oh. fun. Uh, next question. <laughs> So they're oh my, my answer. I like Buddy, to hear I'm, that. I'm not <laughs> even entertaining Thomas Tatar on the top fucking line. Should Sorry. I put my Habs jersey on or should I? No, thank you. Next. Go you know Brendan Gallagher is actually better than Mitch Marner and William Melander. Thank you. Next. <laughs> so I used to go play pickup hockey when I was going to school. I didn't have hockey on or I didn't have school Wednesdays, Thursdays when I was doing my postgrad. And I used to go play in Whitby and there was this old guy. So I started going in November. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of it, when I had my mustache, and he was okay. like, Gallagher, what are you doing coming out here all the time? Don't you have anything to do during the day? Was this guy uh, visually impaired at all? Because you do not look like Brandon Gallagher. No, wasn't so I was, wear- no, I was, was- wearing a, bl- a blue helmet with a visor at the time, and he was like, yeah. oh. you just look like Gallagher. You skate like him. Oh, and I was true. like, well, I thought thank he was you talking very much. I thought he might have meant that with the comedian. Like, he looked like oh. the comedian, Gallagher. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure you I got that smashes watermelons. But... Okay, whatever. You guys are un. No, yeah, you should see my thighs. I can't crush a watermelon. You <laughs> do have nice thighs. Thanks, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> that's that's it. That's the question. Okay, love it. From all of our all of our faves, Rams, Casey, Case, <laughs> our only three listeners, and Hockey Goth. <laughs> yeah. This is the only three people I need asking me questions. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> I don't mean that in like a disparaging way. It's just like I love our day ones. You hear yeah, we got s- Honestly, if we just keep doing this for years and have the same listeners, I'd be fine. Yeah, because <laughs> at the end of the day, I can drink beers with my friends and shit talk Thomas, and that's all I need. Hey, I'm just here to and provide people to yell at. 
We love you, Thomas. Okay. Um, record next time. I'm excited about our next segment. So we collectively decided to scrap the something old, something new segment because it just so even sucks. the only redeeming part about that segment was that Thomas made arguably the best intro music for any segment. <laughs> like so fun to like add that but like the segment itself sucked ass so thomas introduce our new segment so speaking of theme songs i made a theme song for this one so we're it kind of goes with our our name hosers so we're canadian we're a canadian podcast we're canadian sports podcast so with canadian hockey podcast probably one of like 10 of them in the whole country there's only like that's it (laughs) uh well, let's be Canadian sports then, because we talk about we talk about footy. Yeah, talk about we're, fo- oh. we're definitely yeah. one of the only Canadian hockey podcasts by three straight white guys, yeah. for sure. From Ontario, <laughs> too. From Ontario. <laughs> let's get those numbers. Let's. <laughs> yeah. So, so with this in mind, I thought of a new like kind of recommendation, sort of what we've been enjoying this week segment which is called crtc corner uh i forget which what, stands for i forget what crtc stands for it's like oh, canadian on, radio television committee yes i think that's what it stands okay. for so they like control like they make sure that people are playing like the canadian content on the radio like i think it's, yeah, it's I the think same it's, reason that we hear that one fucking song like yeah uh 2 a.m love gotta keep it down <laughs> yeah you want you want to ride in the six she wanted something in the six. But yeah, basically and, like radio stations have to play like, I think it's every th- Oh, no, no. Then he goes, she probably sent me some pics and I'm like, hell no. I've been waiting too long. That's, anytime that song comes on in the car, Robin has a fucking, Canadian? yeah, I think the, the guy is Canadian, okay. but I hear yeah, it constantly. So with this in mind. Oh. Yeah, Balto fucking hates that song. I don't blame him, honestly. Um, so, CRTC Corner, we're going to recommend something Canadian. Yeah, so something Canadian that we've been enjoying recently. It doesn't have to be old. It doesn't have to be new. There's no limitations. Just Canadian. Fuck! Fuck! We would provide health care for every man, woman, and child. Oh, tapioca! Touch a ball, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! You so much a scout like this. Any other kid in this school, I hear about it. Mr. Harper, the alternative nobody by all of these other parties is... Mr. D, I've still Mr. D for you, yeah. Oh, it's... So the pilot episode starts off with, like, a huge bang. Yeah. Like, he... I don't know. Everyone who, like, so whomever watches or listens to this that is not Canadian. Or there are a lot of non-Canadians yeah. that listen to us, so you gotta, you got to check That's out Mr. D if you get segment. a chance. So I, yeah. I compare Mr. D, so he's the teacher equivalent to Michael Scott. 100%. So if like he, aloof, like 
doesn't understand the harm that he causes other people. Absolutely not. It would be the best way to describe so it. So if you think of how the American Michael Scott, like the American office. Well, and the office is like so big now too. Yeah. So if you think of how Michael Scott is as a manager of the office, think of Mr. D as a teacher to young minds. And I would say Mr. D for its time, I, re-watching it, there is shit on that show in the first few seasons that would absolutely not make its way to television no. in this day and age. Well, it, much like The Office. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and if you think of Jerry D, like I wasn't a huge Jerry D fan until I watched this. But he's... He's hilarious. Untouchable. And yeah, so he's great. I, I I'd think, love to get him on the show one day. Oh my, Jerry D, maybe we should tag him in this episode because Jerry D, so... He actually ended up trying out for... He went to St. Francis Xavier yeah. University, ended up trying out one year and making it as a walk-on when they're in one of their more, like, unsuccessful slumps, or, I guess, successful slumps because they were the worst that they were doing. Yeah. Um, and ended up getting cut the next year, but he, like, credits that as one of his, like, favorite mo- moments of university is playing in that one year at St. FX for the X-Men. And, um, like, he's a Canadian comedian, and actually he is the MC for MLSE, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Yeah. He's, he's been the MC for the past few years for their, like, big gathering conference. Yeah. Like, for all of their I could see it. He's such a great performer, too. So, so that's that's Carter's is Jerry D, Mr. D. And he has Nathan McKinnon on. and Yeah, Nathan a lot of, like, Larry hockey and... references on the show, too. So that kind of makes it fun. Yeah, so watch Mr. D, listen to Jerry D, go to jerryd.com. Jerry, we love you. Come on the episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're really pumping this guy's tires, eh? Holy I've never fuck. wanted to, like, meet an ugly guy more. <laughs> oh. That's savage, but okay. <laughs> um, what's yours, Thomas? Uh, so I've been reading this book or I finished reading this huh. book, uh, called Property Values by comedian Charlie Demers. It's a Vancouver-based comedian. Uh, it's basically a Vancouver-based book as well. Um, but I've, I've listened to him on some podcasts, and he was on uh, The Debaters on CBC. Um, and he has his book. It's a really good book. Uh, it's like a, a novel just about like the real estate market in Vancouver. And basically, the main character stages a drive-by shooting at his old place so that he no longer has to sell it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, he gets involved with, like, real gangsters and stuff. It's a great book. It's, like, it's 200 pages. I, like, did it. I read... What's it called? Property Values. Okay. Okay. I read by by Charlie Demers. Okay. I read it in, like, four hours. Like, just Sunday morning, I was, like... Any relation to Jason Demers? Yes. No. No, they're not. I, mine's actually also a book Okay. Uh, for our first episode of CRTC Corner. Uh, I bought The Down Goes Brown History oh, of the NHL. I've been reading that now. Yeah. The World's Most Beautiful Sport, The World's Most Ridiculous League. Uh, it's great. Uh, I'm still reading it as well. I'm it's probably only like 100, like 100 pages into the book or so. But if you've ever read any of Down Goes Brown or Sean McIndoe's uh, stuff, it's fabulous. Like It's so great. Even when he was... Back in the day, writing for Grantland, RIP. Um, just some really great stuff, great insight, really, really smart hockey mind. I hope that he gets back into podcasting at some point. And I think, you know, at some point we'd love to get him on the show as well. 
maybe like a hybrid episode, Sean McIndoe, and we could get Mr. D on the same episode. <laughs> I feel like an idiot for requesting a well, TV you know what? Show. Fucking let's get Getty Lee on the show too. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh no. Why not? I fucking hate Rush. That'll be enough out of you, sir. No. <laughs> Are you yeah, Rush right now? Yeah, Dude, so oh do you remember Danny so. makes fun of Rush, and I like honestly stop listening because so I have of, no time for anybody dissing Rush. One of oh, true fuck, I hate pillars. <laughs> <laughs> one of our one of our best friends, Daniel Wilson, his header for his Twitter photo for the longest time. It still is. Rush is the soundtrack f- for fucking dorks. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. Hey. Fuck Danny, he's a bad boy. Anyways, uh, as we wrap up, we recognize that we said last episode that we were going to have our friend Nick Sagan on the episode, but timing didn't work out, so we're going to try and make it happen next episode. Um, We spoke with Craig earlier. Yeah, we're going to get Craig, who's Carter's dad, on the show at some point. So Craig, I guess most notably, uh, is a Clarkson University alumni. Yeah. Um, That's where he had his longest stint. Um, so hopefully we can get him on just to talk about how weird university hockey hockey was in like the early seventies. Um, and then I spoke with Gary Lehman recently who said he's willing to come on anytime that we'd like to have him. Um, and hopefully he just shit talks our friend Dylan, (laughs) who's his stepson. That could be really funny. But Gary Lehman, as you know, like was a, Stanley Cup winner with the Montreal Canadiens yeah. and mm. played with the Maple Leafs and the go. Calgary Flames and he um, knows so much about the game and is an integral piece in the um, the concussion lawsuit with the PA and the organization um, so it'd be great to have Lehman on just to see like his insight and yeah we got some exciting stuff coming up yeah. for next year as we round out the rest of this year um, but Thomas, where can people find all your stuff, buddy? They can find me at, on Twitter at no salary retains, no E in the last D. <laughs> that's that's too long. I should change it. Uh, and I'm writing that's a, a lot bit. No, that's so long. I yeah, should change it every <laughs> single time he says no, that. Yeah, this time I was joking around. I saw that Bob McKenzie shared you out this week, though. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that was good. Uh, and then where are you writing these days, Thomas? Wings Nation, Leafs Nation, of, of course. I'm pretty much releasing something every day, so read it. Cool. Thanks, buddy. What about you, Carter? Deleted most of my socials. You kept your uh, Twitter, though? I kept my Twitter. Thank God. I, I was waiting I was waiting for, like, a new week to retweet what you had written about us. Yeah. I want to talk about that really quick. Wait, what? In, in a second. Did you not read Thomas it? Thomas hasn't read it yet. Oh, you bitch. So, basically, what Carter's getting at is I made Carter reactivate his Twitter because uh, I've started writing, which uh, is new for me. Oh, I haven't um, that. You should. So, I started a blog. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I started a blog um, a couple of weeks ago. It's protectthepuck.com. You see, because protecting the puck is something that I love about hockey because you get to use your big ass to protect the puck. Oh, I, I try and... We Carter start, yells protect the puck at hockey boys. practice we constantly. Should, we should start to integrate a Fleming segment into Just it. Just a quick update about so, Carter yelling at our team. Yeah, so we lost against Trent the other night. It was How a very you? close game. The boys played very well, but Trent protects the puck so well. Just how I've been teaching Fleming to protect <laughs> the puck. Do you get video? Yeah. Do you have video? We could make it happen, but the name of the blog, Protect the Puck, 
Um, I also created a Twitter that I'll be using to post things that I've written and things like that. So you can follow that at Protect the Puck. Um, so I'm going to be doing that recently. And I, I don't know, I've been just trying to write to kind of get in the like practice of writing. And I've been enjoying it so far. I've written about the first year of Hosers and how Hosers came to be. Uh, it's pretty sentimental to me. It means a lot. So it'd be cool if you guys checked it out. Protectthepuck.com. And that's where I'm currently doing my shit right now. So thanks for listening to the episode, guys. You can follow along on our podcast twitter at takeoff hosers you can find us on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash takeoff hosers and then if you're listening to this on itunes please feel free to give us a review um we got a couple of reviews on there that i wish that we could get rid of because it's people shit talking me for microwaving yogurt which is something i've never even fucking done before <laughs> uh but obviously it's people that i work with that yeah. are trolling me I, so I, I heard that you do though That's i've never thing. done it i'm gonna feel uh, be really great to get some other reviews on there so people can find out more yeah. about the show if you guys retweet us just hashtag locker room logger yeah we're trying to get <laughs> sponsored by these guys you didn't do the ad read for this round Actually, of recording should i do it yeah really quick really quick the read okay and uh, as we episode, wind down the episode this episode was brought to you by locker room logger the boys at Post Game Brewing Company have crafted the locker room lager just for you. The sniper, the grinder, Tommy Tough Guy, and the bench boss. Locker room lager is all natural with no preservatives or additives that are cold filtered, providing a smooth, clean, and refreshing taste. So, dump and chill. Enjoy these suds with your squad. Keep your head up. Post Game Brewing Company. You know what I always do after this podcast? <laughs> I always Watch. dump and chill after this podcast is over. Yeah, take a dump and chill. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'll be doing that in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye. Babe, don't make a sound. 2 a.m. low, gotta keep it down. Don't wait around for a signal now. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You wanna ride in the six? You wanna dine in the six? But when I lean for the kiss, you said I'll probably send you some pics. And I'm like, hell no. Nah. Been waiting too long. Hell no, nah. I want that cruel love. Hell no, nah. been waiting too long. Hell no, nah. I want that.